Welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the Savvy Student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant, and I work with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Do subscribe and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date as well. And please also leave us a rating. It really helps this podcast to reach more people and also lets us know how we are doing. So I wanted to just quickly read out a comment from a longtime listener. This is from Nat Dav. Welcome back. So glad you are back, Tyler. Thank you for jumping right back into podcasting and providing us all with much needed support. Your latest podcast episodes have been very informative and relevant as usual. This podcast is the best information source for anything related to college admissions. Now, thank you so much for your continued support and for listening. And I'm glad this has been useful. I have really enjoyed coming back and being able to step back into the podcasting game. I love sharing what I know and making that information relevant and accessible to as many people as possible. And especially during right now, where so much around the college application process is in huge flux. Um, it's more important than ever to stay up to date so that you, whether you're a student or you're a parent, that you can help your children and make the best decisions possible. So anything that I can do to be of service in that regard, I would absolutely love to continue doing and will continue to do so as long as my body continues to hold up. So thank you so much. And everyone else, please feel free to reach out whether you want to leave a rating or feedback on the podcast itself on Apple Podcasts. That's great. But if you also have more in-depth questions or things that you want to ask about in particular, and we will absolutely find time to address those in the podcast going forward, if you have them, please do reach out directly to Tyler at TokyoAcademics.com. Right? So Tyler at TokyoAcademics.com. You can send just emails or feedback directly to me if you have questions or if you have things that you want to know. And I'm happy, more than happy to address some of those in future podcasts and we can spend some time kind of really interacting with all of you who are my biggest supporters and listeners. Um, I want to make sure the information that I'm providing is relevant. So you have any questions about high school, about college applications, any of all of that stuff, please go ahead and email us uh, at tyler at tokyoacademics.com and let us know. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you'd like to hear more about. Send feedback my way. All right. Uh, Big milestone. Big, big milestone this Today, we have hit 100 podcasts. This is something that I didn't even really think was going to be possible when I first was convinced to start getting into this a little bit, to get my voice out there, to try to uh, provide information and resources to as many people as possible. This was not something that I thought would be possible. And so to not just have been doing this for almost two years now, but also to be able to hit this milestone of 100 podcasts is tremendous for me. It's tremendous for my team, but also huge thanks to all of you. Um, I think that if we had seen that the numbers were in sharp decline, because why do we want to keep listening to this guy talk forever? I think we probably would have stopped. So your continued listening and chiming in and giving feedback and all of those things Uh, really is the motivation to be keeping this podcast going. As long as I know that someone is hearing the things that I have to say, I'm going to continue to be motivated to find the good things to say, the relevant things to say, the insightful things to say. And so thank you all for continuing to support this podcast in all the many different ways that you can. And I hope to continue to bring you information that helps you on your pathway as we go forward. So today I wanted to take a little bit of time to pause on big 
topical topics and just kind of look back and see what the most listened to podcasts were and talk through a little bit about them because a lot of these were, some of these were a while ago. And so I wanted to take some time to go back, revisit kind of the top five most listened to podcasts and just provide my thoughts on where that is, why that might be and and how things have changed since then. And so we'll go from number five all the way back on up. Okay, so our number five most listened to was episode number 83, interview with a Northeastern University student. This was one of, one of my favorite things to do is to talk to other people and especially to talk to current college students who are going through it. And so this is something that we definitely are going to try to do more of in the future is get current students, current admin, current admissions officers, people working in high schools, whatever it may be. There are so many different perspectives that are influencing and shaping the college landscape right now that I think it is more important than ever to make sure that we that we are using this platform to showcase voices that are not just my own, whether that be members of my own team, which uh, we have started to do recently with Harry, but also with current students. I uh, have built up many great relationships with families and students over the many years that I've been doing college counseling and to be able to see them go on and move on to do great things. The student that interviewed with me for North, from Northeastern will be graduating uh, this year and I'm so proud of her. She has done so much and grown so much since we last talked, but these are all relationships that I continue to maintain. Uh, I think that's important. I think that mentorship is something I don't take lightly and something that I think is something that as a college student, I wish I had had more of, that I had been more deliberate and intentional about seeking out adults in my life who I could trust and who could, I could lean on, who could help guide me down the paths that I was thinking of going down uh, because college can be confusing. Everyone is doing their own thing. Everyone has their own uh, passion and enthusiasm. And I think that can be very overwhelming when you are trying to make sure you make Make the right decision for your own future. And so um, I'm very grateful to Hannah for the time and the trust that she has placed in me. But I think more importantly than that, for all of you, especially high school students, I think it is very important to be seeking out people in your life who you trust, people in your life who have the path that you see yourself going down. Um, and to build a strong relationship with them. Right? This, the relationships that I have with most of my students will perpetuate and continue long past after they have graduated from college. That's my hope. And it is something that I'm always going to be very intentional about pursuing. But I think that uh, for students, if you are looking for the best way, really one of the best ways to learn, to grow, to get the advice that you need is mentorship. This is true in college. This is true in high school. This is, becomes even more important in your career. Find people who are where you want to be and talk to them. And once you feel like you have the capacity to do so, also find people who are further back on the path that you walk down. Right? When you turn back, you see them coming up behind you. Find the opportunity, find the time to reach out and mentor them. Pay that forward. Right? One of the most gratifying things that I've seen with uh, the student from Northeastern is how she has taken a lot of what we discussed and a lot of our relationship, and she has manifested that with so many students at Northeastern, with so many international students, with so many parts of her community. Um, she has become very much a mentor to so many people and and I think that's awesome. And so for the interview A, I just wanted to mention that 
It's something we are very aware of is super important just to get a diversity of perspectives on this podcast. And it's something that I am actively reaching out to to try to gain more of just so that we can provide more diversity, more versus more versatility in terms of the content that we're presenting, in terms of the perspectives that are available, because there's so much that is moving so fast. All of those different perspectives of that kind of discourse and discussion is super useful, not just for uh, myself to help me refine how I think about things but for everyone else who is listening as well, okay? Next up is a replay of episode 34, and it is what colleges look for, a food analogy. So hopefully by now, if you've been listening to this podcast enough and you've heard most of my episodes, you'll know I'm like a huge foodie. And so A of all, colon cancer was the worst possible thing that could happen to me um, in terms of, oh, now I have a basically water-only diet for three weeks absolutely painful, devastating. And so food is something that I love, but food is also something that everyone is familiar with. It is something that is, it translates very easy because food is such an important part of just everyone's life. Everyone needs to eat. But the other thing that I've always loved about food is that it brings people together. Food is a community builder. And so it is kind of one of the easiest analogies that I turn to because I love food. I love the way food brings together community. And in terms of what colleges look for, it really is about that, right? I think in that episode, I talked a little bit about how you kind of want to create contrasts right in your application profile in order to stand out a little bit more, that it's about kind of taking mango or any kind of very sweet fruit and uh, coating it with some chili pepper, right? Because that contrast in flavor is really going to stand out and become memorable, right? In Japan, we have this, this phrase to describe food called umami, right? And I'm sure you may have heard of it, but it is that combination of sweet and savory, of salty, and there is this combination of these many different senses that are all part of one bite. And I think that's, I think as just as an update for that, because that was a while ago, right? I think college, I think that's still the same, that's going to continue to be true. This idea that colleges are not looking for really excellent plain bread. They want there to be, they want to see experimentation. They want to see something that jumps off the off the paper and onto the palette. Right? They are looking for something that is a unique combination. Right? And so I'm sure you, many of you, have gone to fusion restaurants or molecular gastronomy or whatever, where they're like, "And here is watermelon, but in the form of fizz, and we're going to then wrap it in dumpling paper, so it's like this watermelon fizz dumpling." Right? And it's only going to be about the size of a penny, and we're also going to charge you $2,000 for it. Awesome. That's almost exactly like college, right? Is that there's going to be this amazing, awesome, unique experience. You're going to get a little bit of it. You're going to end up paying a lot. But when you are thinking about who you are, when you're thinking about packaging yourself for universities, it really is, again, because admissions officers don't have time for a buffet, they don't have time to eat. Not They don't really even have time to eat your prefix dinner. Right? They have time for a morsel, a sample, a little platter of what is the best of who you are. Right? 
And the more you can make those flavors memorable, I'm sure that's also a part of everyone's experience as well, where you go and you eat a lot of different food, but there'll be one thing that stands out there. If you, especially if you are going and there's a course dinner or you're eating a lot of different dishes at the same time, or you went on a trip and you ate at a bunch of different restaurants, there's always going to be one particular dish that really grabbed your attention. And most often it's going to be something that took, either took something familiar and did something really great with it, right? And we see this a lot with like steak. Anyone can take a slab of meat and throw it on the grill, right? But there are great ways to do steak with like butter and a good amount of salt or salt and pepper really getting the right temperature for the sear, etc, etc, right? There's that. There is, let's take a thing that is expected, but let's make it super awesome. That's very true with things like coding with STEM, right? It's like we, you have all your grades, but did you do something super cool? within that stem to really elevate it and make it stand out. And, and then you have the pieces that I talked a little bit before, where it's this weird, interesting combination of different things that, uh, that end up standing out. And I've talked before about how my job as a college counselor often is about that weaving, about that um, fusion of different flavors of who a student is, because oftentimes what they bring to the table when I work with them is ingredients. They're like, I love basketball. I love data and math, and I love uh, community service, right, for example. All of these are separate ingredients, kind of like when you look at watch TV cooking shows, it's like the, the ingredients that are prepped, they're nicely in bowls, all chopped up, ready to go, but nothing's done anything with them. And if you submit those as is, it's so clearly not a final product. And part of my job is to take those pieces and to blend them together. Okay, well, you're interested in basketball, you're interested in data, those immediately go together, right? Data analytics and basketball. Okay, so let's teach you um, a little bit of data analytics. Let's start collecting data from your team, right? And let's see if you can gather some of that data and have it actually inform the coach's decisions on which lineups to play, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Now, and then we can blend that with the community service, right? We can either bring all of that stuff down into the um, to the community level, working with young kids, right? Help them take a more data-based approach to how they are practicing, right? To their basketball, to how they're trying to improve, et cetera. So there's ways to weave these all together into a final dish. And that is a big part of how you should be thinking about your college application, how you should be thinking about your profile, right? Is that you need to give the admissions officers this really tasty single bite, that's going to be memorable. Okay, next up is number 71, episode number 71, Crafting the Ultimate Early Decision Strategy. I think I put this together and finished it just a little bit before I had to go in. So this is uh, going for my surgery. So this is a big deal. It is going to continue to be a big deal, especially, especially, especially depending on how the Supreme Court decision pans out. Um, if the Supreme Court decision results in a lot of schools getting rid of legacy as a part of their measurement, if it results in even something that that singular decision to say like we no longer are going to give priority to the legacy kids, that opens the door wide open for early decision being this huge big thing for most people because early decision traditionally has been awarded to athletes legacy. Those are the kids who usually tend to take up a majority of an early decision acceptance of the acceptance rates. If um, legacy is removed from that, that means early decision now becomes 
this even bigger, more important opportunity to really boost your chances of getting in. And the pool is much more wide open than before. So how you think about your schools, how you decide which schools you love, how you are thinking about your early admissions process, all of these things start to matter. And this also comes in light of in light of USC's kind of playing around with the system of saying, hey, our early action is open to everyone. And if you if you want to be considered for merit scholarships, you have to hit our early action deadline. And the way that has given provided this loophole for students who are applying restricted early action to Stanford, to uh, Princeton, to Harvard, right? That now there's a way to get around the restrictive early action, right? And we'll see how that affects other schools and their own policies. But I think that there's a lot of change coming um, because colleges are under scrutiny that is going to make early decision an even more important, even more essential decision that you are going to need to make to think about, to talk about. Um, Of that, I have no doubt, um, just because I think that the landscape is moving more towards getting rid of the, to some degree, doing their best to get rid of the things that reward privilege. That's what a lot of universities are under fire for. And at the end of the day, even private institutions are public-facing entities, and they have a reputation to maintain. And so all of this scrutiny is really pushing that a lot. And so we will see what happens there. Truth about the Ivy Leagues, number two most listened to. The truth about the Ivy Leagues, I will be diving deeper into this. There will be another episode or a series where I go Ivy Leagues, where I go Stanford, MIT, where I go um, you know, business school, where I go UCs, big publics, just to give you guys a broader framework for understanding because I think a lot of families that come in who want to work with me or want to talk with us and work with our team it really has been an initial period of demystifying of saying look here like ivy league is not the most necessarily guaranteed return on investment you may think of it as that way and there are some stats to show that it certainly seems that you know it is that way but it also um, depends on the student right that not all kids are fits for these schools and or not all kids want to do this i have students who have um gotten in and gone off to great ivy league schools and gotten there and realized well shoot the thing that i really want to study this school doesn't even offer it and so now you know yes you're going to graduate with that awesome degree from an ivy league but what is my degree anymore (laughs) what do i want to study um and or am I just going to suck it up and study something that I see I have very little interest in, right? Which ultimately your parents are still paying for. Is that a return on investment, right? Is your diploma in a degree that's irrelevant to the job that you want to pursue really going to open that many doors? Who knows, right? And so again, um, as I and I mentioned this in that episode as well, no one in their right mind is going to turn down an acceptance as Princeton or Stanford, or Cornell, or whatever, right? But making sure that there is a healthy understanding that it is so not Ivy League or bust, right? That the quality of education that you are receiving needs is going to be good at 
a huge range of universities, but in addition to that, making sure that the fit is right, that the courses offered are correct, that the um, accessibility and the partnerships that they've established are good, that the war- that the environment is safe, that the environment is a good fit for the student, for the child. All of those factors are important, especially in light of recent, not recent, I guess, but especially in light of, the, of everything around Columbia, of how those rankings, actually, when we look objectively at the rankings, Columbia, yeah, it's an Ivy, but it's also basically almost out of the top 20 right now, if we care about the rankings at all. And families who care about Ivy League tend to care about rankings also, but then there's already this inherent conflict of like, well, if I really cared about rankings, I shouldn't necessarily be prioritizing Columbia so much. I should be looking more at Duke, right? Because Duke is now top 10 on the ranking that most parents look at. So the truth about the Ivy Leagues, just know, similar to the interview, this kind of jumping in and going, look, digging through my experience and telling you, here's what I actually think about these schools, right? I do want to create more space and time to cover some of the big popular schools and their perception versus their reality and delve a little bit more into that because I think that knowledge is important. And then finally, our number one, the one that has received the most listens is What Colleges Want Now, the new supplemental essays. Uh, this is number 81. And and I get why this was most downloaded. Um, supplemental essays are a beast and they are constantly changing every year. Uh, a lot of the big schools add a couple wrinkles or make a couple changes or like just change the wording ever so slightly, but that means you're actually technically writing a whole different essay. So I, I absolutely understand why there is concern around that. And as we are approaching uh, the summer and time to get started on essays, as we approach August when the Common App refreshes and all the schools release their their supplementals, their new supplementals. This is something that we're going to be paying very, 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 very close attention to because I think that as the essay, if my projections are correct and what I understand about the landscape of the of college is correct, I expect that essays are going to be playing a bigger role in terms of you being able to show, take advantage of this opportunity to show colleges the elements that they want, that they maybe can no longer actively screen for because of a Supreme Court decision, because of public public pressure, right? Whether that be ethnic, whether that be faith-based, whether that be a, view, a particular viewpoint, whether that be your financial difficulty, whatever it is, right? Um, and we will know more in June once the Supreme Court decision comes out but the colleges are shifting what they want, right? Even a huge school like UPenn last last year added an additional supplement that was like, write a letter to someone who you're thankful for. What? Where did that come from? And why do you care about that? What does who I am, who am I, who I'm thankful for have to do with who I'm going to be a college? There's a connection there, or and it kind of shapes and gives you an indication of the type of student that these colleges are looking for, right? And then you need to then take that and extrapolate it back out is if I use these supplements as an indication of the type of student the college is looking for, 
how do I need to craft the rest of my essays? How do I need to maybe modify a little bit of my extracurriculars, et cetera, et cetera? And that's something that we are going to absolutely keep, keep close tabs on. Um, as an English major, this is something that I, I love, um, just the small tweaks that colleges sometimes make to their supplements in terms of the wording and how that should indicate a whole shift in how you are approaching your writing. Um, from that to introductions of whole uh, of, of a complete rehaul of the questions they're asking. All of these pieces are fascinating. They're a big part of what makes this job a constant learning experience, um, a constantly active experience, and something that I enjoy. So um, that's it. Those are our top five. Um, those are my updated thoughts on those different elements and also the areas that I feel like, especially because they've received good feedback and a lot of traction, there are certain things that I want to do more. I want to do more interviews. I want to do more food analogies. I want to really talk, get into the nitty gritty about application details, and I want to break down schools on a more individual level. And of course, if we can combine those, right, again, combining, blending is a, is a theme here, right? If we can combine kind of unveiling a little bit more about, the, about certain schools with an interview from people who are at that school, those things, of course, would be the most beneficial. So that is it for today. That has been uh, episode 100. Again, thank you so, so much, everyone, for helping this podcast, helping me, helping my team get here. It is a big deal um, and not something that we take lightly and something that we are going to appreciate and leverage towards continuing to improve the quality of this cast, continuing to improve the quality of the content that we put up there, uh, continuing to give you the perspectives and the information you need. Okay. So thanks again for listening to the Accepted Podcast. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. Hope you enjoyed today's kind of all over the place topics to commemorate this episode, this milestone. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Subscribe, hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. And again, as mentioned at the top of this podcast, if you have a longer form of feedback or if you have a longer series of questions that you think would be good to hear my feedback on, please reach out to us directly at tyler at tokyoacademics.com. Um, there will probably be a more official email somewhere down the line, but I don't want there to be any barrier at all to all of you as listeners asking your questions and letting me know what you think and what you think can be improved or things that you would want to hear more about, all of those pieces. I think that's a really, really important. Feedback is essential for us to improve the quality of what we are offering. So um, this is a great milestone, but it is nowhere an endpoint. We want to keep getting better. Uh, so every in every way that you can help us do that, that's amazing. Right? So we also do regularly host events both in person and online. If you're interested in attending free info sessions with myself and real admissions officers, do also check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right. That's it for today. Episode 100. Woo! Thank you all so, so much um, for continuing to support this podcast, for listening, for providing your feedback. And hopefully you will, uh, will continue to find everything that we bring on this platform, on this podcast, useful for you. All right. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.